Hello and welcome to Father Luke's homilies. This homily was preached in the Catholic parish of Brandon and Milden Hall for the first Sunday of Advent, Year C. I pray that this homily is of some use to you. God bless you. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, There will be signs in the sun and moon and stars, on earth nations in agony, bewildered by the clamour of the ocean and its waves, men dying of fear as they await what menaces the world, for the powers of heaven will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in cloud, with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand erect. Hold your heads high, because your liberation is near at hand. Watch yourselves, or your hearts will be coarsened with debauchery and drunkenness and the cares of life, and that day will be sprung on you suddenly like a trap, for it will come down on every living man on the face of the earth. Stay awake, praying at all times for the strength to survive all that is going to happen, and to stand with confidence before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. So Advent has arrived. Advent can be somewhat, I think, of a confusing time. The world, it seems, has been celebrating Christmas since early November, and yet today we begin the season of Advent, the beginning of the church's year. And so today is, in effect, New Year's Day. We begin a new liturgical cycle of readings. We begin, uh, we're in the year of Luke, year C. We were in the year of Mark last year, year B. Advent is a season of preparation. It's a season of new beginnings, But it's more than just a um, frantic, hurried um, run-up to Christmas Day. We begin our season of Advent this Sunday with scripture readings that seem to come from another world. Jeremiah looks forward to honesty and integrity in the land. Paul expects us to live a completely blameless life. And Jesus speaks of a day when the powers of heaven will be shaken. Jeremiah and Paul, and for that matter, even Jesus himself, appear so much concerned with another world that they are detached and irrelevant to the world in which we actually live in today. Of course, nothing could be further from the truth. Their world was as disordered as ours. Jeremiah preached as the Babylonian armies began their destruction of Jerusalem. Paul wrote when the first Christians were beginning to despair under the pressure of persecution. And Jesus' words are his last before his passion. Their message was for a world just like ours. But how, in the midst of such chaos and suffering, could the visions of today's readings be seen as real or relevant? Well, the answer is illustrated in the lesson given in a simple way by an elderly lady doing embroidery. She produced the most 
beautiful embroidery one could ever wish to see. And one day, a visitor came to see her and to see her latest creation, a beautiful pattern of flowers and butterflies and bees. This, she said, is the way God sees our world, a thing of beauty and ordered and harmonious. But then, reversing the material, she showed the other side, showing the little clumps of threads and loose ends and irregular patterns. And this, she added, is the way we see, disordered, problems unresolved, questions unanswered. But it will not always be like this. Next time you come, I will have tidied up that side too, and it will be uh, just as good as the other. And this is what God will do at the end of time. God will tidy up what human beings have disturbed and put right that which has gone wrong. Jesus teaches us to look at the world through his own eyes, the eyes of God. And when we look at the world using human eyes, we're filled with confusion and despair. But when When we learn to see the way that Christ sees, we begin to recognise something ordered and beautiful. We see a purpose in life. We're given hope and true insight. The necessary tidying up comes, of course, at the end of time, when the Son of Man appears in power and in great glory. But the picture can already be recognised now, if we're willing to see with the eyes of grace, the eyes of Christ. The season of Advent prepares us to look at the world through Christ's eyes. He prepares us for his coming into our life in a richer and in a fuller way. We are taught to prepare for Christ's coming by taking a searching look at this world and perceiving through the disorder the guiding hand of God. With Christ's insight, we can enjoy the vision of Jeremiah and Paul, for we can recognise that God is truly present. God is truly with us. So how can we absorb the assurances of God's presence enjoyed by both Jeremiah and Paul. How can we learn to look at our world through the eyes of Christ? Well, these things will take a lifetime, but Advent is a privileged time set aside to stop and reflect in a special way on how Christ comes into our life and how we can begin to see the way Christ sees now. For Advent expresses in symbol and ritual three stages In the Christian journey, Christ has come, Christ will come again, and Christ is here with us now. In Advent, we remember the first coming of Christ at Bethlehem, we look to the second coming of Christ at the end of time, and we live in the third, that is, the daily coming of Christ. However, this day-to-day coming of Christ can so often be overlooked. Christ in the gospel urges us to stay awake, to stand with confidence before the Son of Man, to keep praying, to have faith. So are we awake? 
Do we live our lives in readiness? Are we really open to the life and the vision of Jesus Christ? Advent is an opportunity, a real opportunity to start afresh, to refocus ourselves and be alert to the gentle, sometimes silent ways that Christ comes to us. This Advent, against a backdrop of COVID, financial and political unrest, social and personal anxieties, we are reminded that Christ is here. Christ comes to us. So let us be awake. Let us be alert. For we do not know when Jesus will come in the fullness of time, but we do know that he comes to us today. Let us allow Jesus, the light of the world, to illuminate our darkness. May we make the Christ who has come a reality, a living light in our lives and thus in the lives of others. Amen. Thank you for listening to my homily podcast. For more information about the Catholic Parish of Brandon and Mildenhall, please go to our website, which is stthomas-stjohnparish.com. That's stthomas-stjohnparish.com. If you want to read more articles and stories and theological reflections, please check out my blog at fatherlukegoymore.com. That's fatherlukegoymore.com. Feel free also to follow me on Twitter at FatherLukeG and Instagram at FatherLukeGoymore. Stay safe and God bless you.